Network Podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. So welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 65 today. Thank you guys for joining on Instagram. Thank you for joining on this podcast while you're walking your dog or whatever you're doing. And uh, I have, uh, obviously it's it's my show and have on guests that I'm really interested in, but uh, coming from an OG Boston hardcore background in a uh, recording artist's life, you know, I'm really excited to have on who I have today and at a, a cool time for him. I really want to welcome on Jay Moss onto the show here. If you guys don't know him, then you probably don't like Boston hardcore, but uh he is uh he's the audio engineer behind Jay Moss recording. Used to be it was it Getaway? The older, yeah, started, older studio. Yeah, started that way. Yep. Right? So, he's recorded bands like you'll have to go check out his site to see him, but if you've listened to Bane, if you've listened to Foreign Tongues, Somos, Transit, Defeater, I mean, just the list. It's a huge state champs title fight. It's just a huge, huge list of awesome artists that Jay's gotten to work with and continue to work with. And uh, definitely a, a reason why we wanted to have him on today is because he is in an exciting time of releasing a online mastering software. It's it's AI based, if I'm not mistaken, right, Jay? Yep. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. So welcome, man. Thank you for Thanks, being dude. on with me tonight. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, happy to be here. Yeah, man. So, I mean, obviously, like I, I kicked it off, but for, for those that kind of don't know you, man, do you want to just run through you and your background or, or where you're at with all these things in general? <sighs> yeah. No, it's yeah, a lot. I don't know how far you want me to back up, but um, yeah, so I've been recording for about 16 years, um, all of which has been primarily located uh, in the Boston area. Uh, we've made tons of records, and I've been fortunate enough to have this be my career, my only job for a really long time. Um, and yeah, I took a leap of faith uh, when I was like 25 or so. Uh, I'd only been recording about a year and a half at that point. But you know, I lived in a house with a bunch of guys in a punk house, and I figured I could wing it, and I did wing it. Uh, and so far, so good. Um, nice. And that... Journeys taking me are like being in bands, uh, touring overseas, uh, releasing records like crazy, and uh, both records I do for other people, and obviously uh, records I've done for my own work on my dream labels. And yeah, I can, kind of have to pinch myself sometimes. Pretty psyched. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. And so now, my the thing that I'm really excited about is we're working on, not working on, we've released early access for and the. The, the real, real version, if you will, is coming out soon for an online uh, artificial intelligence mastering platform, which um, <laughs> I was encouraged to name Master uh, because <laughs> anytime I was mastering for years and years now, uh, inadvertently, someone would be like, did you master it? Or like, did you master it? You know? <laughs> um, and I thought it was kind of suiting, kind of fitting. Uh, yeah. And so that's what it's called. Uh, and it's actually... Uh, really good. Uh, my partner Joe and I um, work on this thing uh, day and night, and we're really excited. We we think it brings something very new to the table, especially with our vision for 
uh, not only what it is now, but what it's what it's going to be. And we have a pretty pretty firm vision of what that is. Uh, I kind of think it's the first. Well, <laughs> without shit talking too hard, I think it's like the first one platform like this that actually sounds really, really good and is really, really useful to everyone. You you don't have to shit talk. I already think I did on some of my <laughs> Instagram stories or something like that. And I and I don't shit talk in the sense of like I have mad respect for anyone that comes up with awesome innovative ideas. So I'm never shit talking that way. But like as an audiophile, I was really proud of this. You know what I mean? Uh, like I was really pumped up on it for that. Well, that, you know? that's the feedback we like. Um, and we've gotten that feedback um, basically from everyone who's used it so far. And that, of course, you know, it's like your baby, right? So it's like you, you have this wild idea and it's a little bit controversial because it goes a little bit against the grain of like, you know, how things have been done, like, you know, for years and years. And, you know, it just, it can't suck. And so we've got guys like Bo from Bo from Seosin, and he's an amazing engineer. He's a, he's a user. He loves it. And we've got Dan Corniff, who's got like platinum records up the wazoo. He loves it. So when we get like, not only guys like yourself, which is for sure our bread and butter, um, but then you get these guys who just have like accolades up the wazoo, yeah. um, who also love it. You know, it's nice and reaffirming. It, it makes me think that, uh, you know, all of the work we're doing is not in vain. And that, you know, it's really exciting to think, you know, forever, like you, you come up as an engineer, right? And you're like, you're, um, you're using all these products and you use these products to make art. And, you know, the, I don't know, like the full realization as an engineer is like, now I can contribute a really, really cool tool and a new tool, like something that's, it's not just another EQ and it's not just another compressor. It's like something very new. It's very future, you know? And, yeah. um, and there's not a lot of them out there. And I don't think there's many any good ones aside from ours out there right now. So um, to be on the bleeding edge of that strikes a really cool like pride and sort of emotional chord with me too, because um, I think about the people that are utilizing this to make better art that will be enjoyed by so many other people down the line, like that rules. Right. So you said a bunch of different things and, and like, I obviously like asking you on, like I, I would have you on to talk about any of the other stuff that I like, but like on this show, I wanted to have you on. We talked to a bunch of a different mix of creative entrepreneurs and with me as an audio engineer, there's surely weight in my own bias of like, I interview a ton yeah. of audio engineers on air sure. for sure. It just happens. Cause I'm curious. I, I was interested in it in, in a bunch of different things, but before I kind of go that way, you said a couple things that I've, I've also been thinking when I've been using this. So like, for those of you out there, I've been using this myself. And not like going to pitch like a, a Billy Mays commercial here, but like I'm, I'm excited on it because it's scratched a lot of itches for me. And I think that, I think a couple of things, like I think like when you're talking about like some people might be sore on it or it might be a little bit controversial, I think it's proven time and time again that if something is a little bit controversial, that probably means that it's right, unfortunately. Like all the, the biggest changes in the, the most important things that have happened have always happened over controversy and, and, and this, you know, positive discontent of, of creating other ways of doing things. And I think like with, with this, it was almost like a situation where I, it's like eating your own lunch in some way. Do you, do you see it as that at all for like, don't <laughs> get me wrong. Like you're a mastering engineer, you do sure. a bunch of mastering. That's what kind of led right. to this. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. where do you see its place in, in the market? Like at the end of the day, because I, I am going out there and I'm just being really imaginative. 
And there are incredible, ridiculous mastering engineers that I'm, I'm more weighted as a mix person myself. So like, I am always fascinated behind what they're doing behind the scenes. Cause my masters are never that quality. It's just not my sure. thing. You know, I just don't focus the same way or think the same way or pay attention the same way. But I always think about it and it kind of seems like a tool where like, do you see it as some point we get to it where there is no mastering or do you see that it just captures this whole middle ground audience of indie musicians out there that are creating music that aren't at this spot to get to that person? Or is it just now, does it eventually 10 years from now, five years or three years from now, does it just become a flavor choice? Like what does that end up being in terms of the front line of that technology? Because I definitely see that the industry in my head should be heading that way. AI and and machine learning has bled down into every industry in the world. And ours is one of the slower ones to adapt things like that. So it's bound to come here. Yeah. Um, so I've sort of used this, uh, analogy or whatever, uh, on a different podcast too. So don't hate me for using it, but it's sort of like, uh, people, uh, rode horses for a really, really long time. And there's still a lot of money to be made in riding horses. And I don't know in that sense, like any old school ways, it's like, it's like in the same way that people thought like, okay, well, you know, what about consoles? And now consoles are like not gone and people still use them really effectively, but like consoles are by far not the majority, you know? And I think that, um, while we are in probably the infancy and something really exciting that's brewing of of getting this type of stuff out there and used by a lot of people and used to make great art and that's going to require um, a lot of trust from different people. Anytime you try to like get someone to say like, what do you mean a model T? You know what I mean? I'm going to drive a car now. Like what I love my horse. And it's um, one of those things where it'll take a minute, but I think once you try it, once you use it, you'll be like, wow, this is really sick. Like I can really do damage with my mixes. I can really do damage um, with my masters too. And I think that for people that want Monster to be their final mastering platform, uh, there's nothing standing in the way of that uh, other than just deciding that you wanted to go a different way with it. But you really don't have to. Um, Even as it stands now, if you were to log in, make an account, start uploading mixes, you have viable masters that you can release anywhere you want on any format you want, and they sound great. Um, and never mind what's to come. We're bringing in for the engineers. We're bringing in all of these great mix revision tools. Um, we're basically like our, I was talking with my partner, Joe, about this last night. Like our mission statement is just basically to be like, this is like the end platform for mixing engineers and artists alike, where we hope to bring this to a place where not only do you get literally world-class mastering, it's way more cost effective. It's way, way faster, but you also will get this revision platform. It's way more organized and we'll be able to handle your digital releases for you, all of this stuff. So it's, you know, one foot in front of another. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's very, it's a very forward thinking platform that removes a lot of the pain that we just sort of accepted from like the old, old ways, if you will, of doing things. And the first thing it has to be is it has to be, really, really good. And if we don't ensure the sonic fidelity of this product first, which I really think we have, um, then of course people would be doubtful and it, it probably wouldn't work. So the, the first thing we had to do is we had to just make it sound super good. That was hard. And then once that's done, um, 
Now we're doing things like building out features, making different account stuff, and really prepping this thing for a more major deployment uh, for everyone to use, enjoy, and iterate and create art with. That's awesome. Yeah, I read on your website, basically, like the first statement on it is basically empowering artists and that this is a tool that allows them to create great art, really, is what it is kind of the premise of it, right? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I've always loved tools that made my job easier. I I know as engineers, we have a tendency to kind of nerd out and stuff. Hell yeah. And more, more power to us for that. That is kind of like part of the fun. But really what we're doing ultimately is we're learning our tools and we're making uh, things sort of invisible to us. Like when I'm here with a, a band, an artist, I want to be the vessel for their artistic vision and that coming to fruition. And most of that work is done creatively in the mix. Like, okay, on the, the <laughs> backing vocals here, let's add some distortion and let's do some modulation and let's put that stuff in. And all of that stuff is still going to be like that artistic touch. But what's hard, and I, I do mentoring too, so I run into this all the time with my students, yeah. is that psychoacoustics take fucking forever to develop. Like really, really good, like next level psychoacoustics take a really long time to develop. And that's why you'll see all the best mastering engineers have been in the game a long time because they've had the time to develop those psychoacoustics. So what we sort of did is we were kind of reverse engineered like all of the knowledge that I have and created something that gives basically all of my experience, which is vast, and puts it into the hands of everybody, um, which I think is cool and powerful and fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I see like, uh, like when I thought about this tool, for me, it's it's kind of like what I learned like a lot earlier in being a, a recording engineer, which is like my best sessions are the ones where we focus the least on tech and like don't get me wrong like i talk on this podcast all the time like i can ruin a christmas party right away by someone starting me up on a conversation about like any if they accidentally say like rack or something and i start talking about something but like if you it's it's those times where you're able to like set the session up the night before or you're able to do all of your line checks or like all the different things that you can do to make it so that someone walks in the door and they just do their thing this right. is kind of a tool where it's like, it's not so like the, the fidelity is awesome, right? The audio quality is good, but the point of it to me, isn't that like, obviously the end product has to be that or else it's not worth it all. But like tying back to like what you're saying, it, it needs to allow someone to just create and do the thing that they're trying to do and then yep. move forward and get the results that they need quickly without friction. It's just reducing friction. That's like what every piece of technology is there for. And you've just given uh, an easy to use tool to allow that really is getting friction out of the way for people to create. Yeah, I agree with that. And thank you for those words. Cause that is sort of what we're at, what we're after and to remove some of the barriers between, um, mixing engineer and client as well. Right. Um, so this is, so you can either be, you know, my dad who barely knows how to plug in a USB cable and still reap huge benefits out of this, or you can be a killer engineer who, um, wants to do client delivery, you deliver to your clients, uh, whoever, whoever they may be, and the middleman is gone. So now you're just really like, the version that they will be able to hear on the site is going to be finished. There's no more like, you know, making the snare drum a little bit louder in the mix because 
well, the client's like, is the snare kind of loud? And you're like, I know it's kind of loud now, but see what happens. Trust me, trust me. <laughs> when we master, the peak volume stuff sort of dips into the average volume stuff. So if I don't make it a little loud now, it'll feel kind of lost in the mix, that kind of stuff. We're removing all of that. And we're making a much, much more one-to-one relationship between like the engineer and the artist. And now the artist doesn't have any surprises because there's been this disconnect for a long time, well, basically forever until now, where the artist, or sorry, the engineer delivers a mix. And then the artist has to take on faith, like, oh, okay. Um, so I'm trusting, like, this sounds pretty good. I don't have any major revisions, but I'm just sort of trusting in you that what you say will happen during mastering will like actually happen during mastering. And that leap of faith for artists, I can imagine, isn't super pleasant. I've been on that side too. And then sometimes the masters come back and you're like, that's just not how I thought that was going to sound. And it's a hassle because then it's like, all right, let me get back in this guy's schedule. Holy shit. Did we choose the right guy? Um, You know, and I've, you know, poor master engineer, you're harassing him. So uh, him or her, of course. Um, But yeah, so this just removed all of that. And And the output that the artist gets to hear is just literally like the output. Right. It's like a, it's just less of a, a process in that way. And I guess like on that note, like, especially uh, during the COVID times, you can watch like the back ordered, like bundle packages to get into recording. And it's just like, it's like, I, I truly believe that, you know, obviously every piece of the world will change after this time. But like in our, in our industry, I'm always trying to predict like what's going to happen, like where sure. are things going? And I think that the line is just going to continually get blurred between how accessible technology becomes for artists to use to create yep. and the engineer where it really then comes down to like just really what you know. And I think that's that that's a very Correct. transparent way for all of us to operate in is like, I'm going to go work with this person because they get these results because of what they do. And it's right. like the less, the more transparency, the less like differences and and that's not saying anything against someone like you who spent 20 effing years doing you know label you know doing tons and tons of work there's obviously sure. a difference between you and an artist that just picks up you know a uh, uh, two input and then like a, a mic i'm not ever saying that to challenge that but i think that it just starts getting into a much more like meshed up spot where it's less division in the the workflow at least and it's more of like just like we're here to work on the thing and it's not layers of this crap. Yeah. I think it's going to be another tool. Um, just sort of like you name it. Um, I, uh, you know, like everybody was on tape and then leaving tape was a really big deal. And imagine before the multiband compressor was invented and like, you know, every evolution, um, brings with it, tons of benefits, I think, and makes things easier. And, and ultimately we're on the, the side of sort of um, making it as awesome and easy as possible f- to remove barriers between an artist and what they hear in their head existing and getting to other people. Um, we, we very much enjoy being on the side of creativity in that way. So like where, where did it, and now I apologize because I think I listened to your other episode on uh URM about this but for those that might not listen to that one I apologize for repeat the question if I did but where did um you know you're recording bands and that's your day to day for x amount of time how did that transition into something like this where like clearly the end result is helping your 
you know, communities and is based off of your experience, but it's like going from audio engineering to creating like an AI <laughs> software right. are pretty different things. I'd say, how did that happen? And, and, and where did that pop up into that? Well, a little bit of serendipity for sure. Um, you know, I was a computer science major um, that decided to go full-time with audio. And um, I partnered with um, <laughs> a... And so I sort of went into audio. I partnered with a computer science major who runs a little studio, but also mostly spends his time in computer science. And we both really get it. Um, and sort of, I guess, you know, it's the classic case of having the right team really makes a huge difference in the summation sure. of those parts together being, you know, way greater than just their one, like their individual values combined. Um, and so having, uh, my knowledge combined with Joe's knowledge and us working together, um, you know, we fill in blanks with each other constantly. Um, the way we look at things, the way we solve problems is that it was something that I wanted to do. And I had <laughs> what I thought was going to be how it was going to work. And then when I met Joe, um, <laughs> he was like, cool, like that wouldn't not work. But uh, given my expertise, uh, here's how <laughs> what you're saying would work way, way better. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then, so now we kind of go back and forth a lot where, um, you know, we'll be working on a problem and uh, sometimes it's my stuff that kicks in and really brings value. And sometimes it's his stuff. A lot of times it's his stuff that kicks in right now and really brings value because we're doing a lot of <laughs> development. Um, and yeah, and, and so, and it's it's nice too, we're, we're splitting the load. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I had the idea. I thought I had a way to make it work. And I did, truthfully. And I started reaching out and I was like, you know, it'd be nice to have someone help me with this. And I just didn't know that I was going to meet someone who was excited, as excited about this as I was, um, could take everything I had done up until that point and it'd be like, cool, I get it. This is tight now because of my experience, like, let's make this like, like a real, real product. That's such an awesome connection to make. That's like a rare, rare connection to make Agreed. like a yin yang like that. Yeah. Agreed. So where did the idea come from? I'm sorry if you said that earlier, but where did the idea come from to start this? Like just seeing that day to day? Just working in the industry, man, for so long and having the same experiences that every, you know, band artist, mixing engineer has, which is, you know, what do mixing engineers primarily do when they want to like impress a client? They put a limiter on the end of their mix and they're like, it's you know, faux mastered and they toss a limiter on it to make it loud, but that's obviously not mastering yeah. and it can give a false impression to the bands and, and, and every, anyone who's receiving that stuff. So, uh, I was like, man, like there's just gotta be a way I started having these epiphanies where I was like, I can like in my mind reverse engineer the steps I take and how I analyze what I, but I realized after like learning a lot about like the human ear and how we hear and how we hear things at different volumes on different playback devices and doing a lot of mastering myself and like utilizing things like the Fletcher Munson curves and knowing like what frequencies we hear first at certain decibel levels, all of that stuff. I was like, there's no reason it would be a fucking lot of work, but there's no reason I couldn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't flip it and um, start to kind of like write out all of the different steps that I take. And some mixes require more steps. Some mixes require less steps. But what I realized is that what we're trying to do is we're trying to, what am I trying to do when I master, you know, myself, right? I'm trying to preserve 
what the mixing engineer did give like uh, a very big nod towards their artistry. At, but at the same time, I'm trying to um, embellish, enhance, and take it up to that like next step that makes it sound like a really professional product. Right. Well, I just started dissecting that stuff um, and breaking it out, and more or less like reverse engineering, and then with a lot of help from Joe too, like turning that stuff into tangible code, which we refine, we refine, we refine. And what's so cool about it is that you know, Master only ever gets better. It never has a bad day. It's never tired. Um, it's like taking the summation of all of my best ideas and moments and then like making them into like a concrete platform that you can utilize like way, way faster than I can master personally. Um, and you can do it infinitely. Dang. Well, <laughs> it's funny because the way that you said that you came to make it, like when you're saying like what I did is I charted through like writing down the steps of like, what am I doing to think about it? Sure. That's the exact same thing that people talk about when they're trying to scale a company or a business is like right. to put these processes in place, you need to write down and be able to orchestrate that to other people. And basically you just did that only you just made it a piece that, uh, of something that people use as a tool instead of like a processor system based off of other people or, yep. you know, a com- group of people. It's, it's, it's a tool instead. So it's interesting to hear how you kind of like reverse engineered what you are already doing just into a thing that's now a thing and not you. <laughs> Isn't that neat? It's crazy, right? I mean, I still get blown away, dude. I use it every day now. And um, I, 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 you know, I probably in the honeymoon phase, like really, because like it's really exciting for me. I've put out, you know, courses and I put out drum sample libraries and I've done all this stuff and made a lot of great records. But this is a really like, this is a really new thing that not many people can figure out how to do. Um, yeah. It makes it really unique and it's positioned so well to help like, like, like it helps anyone, like anyone who's making music at this point would benefit from this. And that scale is really, really exciting because it, I don't know, it just feels like kind of the right thing to do. Like it's cool. Yeah. I, I think that it basically becomes what it's supposed to be for each person for where they're at, where when you're saying it's a tool that everyone can use, everyone can use it in terms of being easy. Like we've definitely said that a million times on this episode, but the point is, is that you use it to the capacity that you would use it for. So like an artist may not have the best mix themselves yet, but maybe that's a great reference for good demos. Maybe that's going to get them something that's great and viable to put out to producers where they can really understand where their vision is at least heading towards. Maybe it's me who's the mixing engineer where a lot of my clients are amazing people, but they are artists working their ass off that don't have the budget that they used to have. And for them to get out a good record, I need to record it. I need to mix it, edit it, produce it, master it. I've got to do everything. And at the end of the day, as a mixing engineer, there's just going to be bias in there. And this is a way that I've been using it to remove a little piece of bias for me. So at the end of it, it's like, I have to send it to someone that tells me what's up. And that's literally monster right now is that just tells me what's up at the end. It's like, okay, that's what's happening, man. You got it. But, um, and then I even see it as a tool where if mastering, if, 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 um, you know, different pieces to, uh, to offer things quicker or whatever, but, I guess like now that, now that you, you know, you're in the honeymoon phase, you're, you're hanging out with it. 
How does that change your day to day? I know that you said you're using it personally in your own business. Have you seen even with like the two of like you working in the studio and working on this, uh, what are you seeing in like, how does this change your, your, you're doing now different things that make up the whole Jay Moss. Like where does this play out in the, the life of Jay? You know, there's skateboarding yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah, there's you know, there's punk music there, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's been, I mean, that's been my MO forever, man. Um, and you know, I, I, I was a touring musician for 17 years. Um, but I was a touring musician long before I was an engineer in the entirety of my engineering career up until 2015 or so. Um, when I decided to start a family and, and all that, um, was multi-managing things. I think I inherently do that. And the, the balance is nice, man. It's awesome to come down here and make awesome records with great artists. And, um, I feel really, I guess, blessed that I, I've been able to do that for so long, but, uh, I've always been the guy who's just got like, I like working on a couple different things. Um, and I like working with people that I like, I really respect and admire. Um, so that sometimes that's an amazing artist that has come here to, to make a record. And sometimes that is, uh, working with Joe on, on this project, um, or it's working with my students or, and then I got my personal life too. So for me, like sort of like having all the plates, you know, on the sticks, um, has been just sort of my MO. Oh, I kind of always, and you had an empty plate. What's that? You had you had an empty plate, and you're like, all right, well, hold on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was I'll like, well, I got to put something on the stick. I used to have a plate there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. That's cool, man. So, where do you see like where does the future of something like this go into? I know that none of us can really predict it, and like we don't know how this is going to blow up. But I'm watching. I'm keeping an eye on like what Spotify is doing with all of its integrations of like, okay, we're you know sound better, and then like what. I keep thinking about what other things they're going to get into for like tools that they integrate and something that already has some type of captured audience or something, but that's kind of side to this, but where are you seeing the music industry based off of what you've seen so far? I know that that's like impossible to predict, but what what are you (laughs) seeing if you're sitting here trying to predict it with tools like this? I think, I think we've arrived, but maybe not yet fully accepted that we've arrived to, uh, I mean, you just got to look at the Grammys, right? Like Billie Eilish cleaned up and she oh, did yeah. it on, with next to no gear. And it, we have gone through so many different iterations of uh, technology that we use um, in the recording process. Uh, and that has never mattered as much as the emotional component. So what I see is I think what we've always seen, which is new technology arrives. <laughs> it, it's it, really exciting. It pisses some people off. Um, but it's, it's probably here to stay. Um, if it's worth its salt and people identify, I really think that people identify in music, mostly with human emotion, right? We, we identify if, if we listen to inst- instrumental bands, like I do a lot, right? It's because I'm, it's because I'm, uh, an instrumentalist. And I really uh, love hearing uh, the performances of these bands that no vocals, no words, but like the way they emote just musically to me is yeah. like so cool. And um, I love listening to stuff like that. Not, not, of course I listen to a lot of stuff with vocals too. I would say the vast majority of people um, focus on vocals, but what is sort of like the thread that weaves through like every 
thing, <laughs> artistic, is how do we connect with it? And mm. I don't, what, what we're doing is making, I guess, really empowering engineers and artists to be able to leverage experience and science and psychoacoustics so that like, they don't really have to like, I don't want to say waste, but they don't just like we did with the digital revolution and all that stuff. You can get further faster. You can focus on the art more when like, you don't have to worry as much. Is my room perfectly tuned? Is like, have I spent a decade and a half making records and I know to notch occasionally dynamically notch 2.2 K when these frequencies hit a certain threshold, like that's invisible. You just focus on art and you can let crazy nerds like myself, um, create things that will do kind of a not fun part for you and just make your art sound way, way better, which will then translate better to everyone that's going to hear it. I think that's cool. And I think that's where music, to answer the question a little better, that's where music has always been going. And we are just now on yet another step of whatever that escalator looks like. And, and this is where we are right now. Really excited to be a part of it. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, we kind of feel like, like definitely like from our side that might've come from the background of using all this gear. And when you're talking about like analog boards and kind of like what is what is and what isn't commonplace today we kind of get used to you know if you come from an instrument background you play guitar drums or things like that it's like you almost have this embedded base of of assuming that there has to be like a lot of gear to do things but like when you think about what's happening in our time like the amount of people working from home right now the amount of people making millions of dollars from a laptop the amount of people that have been able to be on a plane and do their mixing or start writing their music literally yep. with a macbook using like the qwerty keyboard as their keyboard yep. it's it makes sense that that everything including in the music industry including in audio would push that way to be able to just allow that flexibility with less and less things and more of that doing the work in that way yeah i, t- I totally agree i right. totally agree so i think that's what we're doing man i think we're just sort of like um, we're, we're just trying to be another thing that empowers people and leveraging what we know, uh, as intelligently and efficiently as possible to empower as many people as we possibly can. That's why we let everybody on the platform for free now and you can get on there. Um, obviously we have to limit some things cause <laughs> you know, people will abuse it, but <laughs> like, if you just want to go on and you want to upload some music and you want, we basically let you hear like the first minute, um, and you can stream it right there. Just, you know, you'll get the experience of the platform. You'll get to hear the sonic benefits of the platform. Um, we're just like, let everybody on. Like, let's let everybody hear it. You know, we're not scared. We're psyched on it, dude. So um, we, uh, we're going to let everybody on. We'll probably keep doing that. And for the people who uh, find it to be a useful tool, which so far has been kind of cool, kind of overwhelming, um, Good. Uh, they can they can upgrade their plan and and they can start incorporating it into their workflow. And I, I really think when you do the math comparatively to what would it be like to have a professional mastering engineer a click away that is lightning fast at all times, it's like a complete no brainer. You know? Yeah. Like 
they obviously all get pretty burnt from you texting them at like 1 a.m. to make <laughs> right. that like one tweak on like the vocals or something like that. That kind of totally. goes away really quick. Like, what if you could do that? <laughs> right. And, now you, and, and, lit, and very literally now you can. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people figure out is they go like, oh, OK, well, um, I, uh, I sent it to mastering. I got it back. And so often we, we go, oh man, like I, I, it sounds great. But now that I hear this, I realize my hi-hats are still a little bright and I should have brought the vocals up another quarter DB. I sh-. And like that stuff eats away at you. And it just super sucks to not be able to just make a revision and have it hit back. Like make this hyper intelligent process, something that you can leverage so that you don't have to compromise and be like, I don't want to bug the guy. Uh, is he going to charge me more? Uh, how long is it going to take? Like, those are huge barriers. Instead, you just go, it's 2 a.m., got my Red Bull popping, and we're going we're gonna to print another one. Now that I hear this, I'm confident. Da, da, da. Then you wake up in the morning, you make one more little tweak, and overall, it just sounds awesome, but you're just like, boom, boom, boom. You know how we get at the, that, that last 2% of a mix? We get so myopic, right? It's our v- baby. Like We really, v1, really want it to v1 be perfect. V1-1, V1-1-1. Yeah, yeah. Then you start losing the name structure and like, shit, yep. I got to get out right now. <laughs> no question. <laughs> yeah, no question. So um, now like that's just available to everyone. And the big thing for us, and like, you know, I'm excited to do this podcast and anything we can do is like... We're, we're just so excited. We just want to like, tell you know, like you get like the best relationship ever. You just want to tell everybody about your new girlfriend. She's You're so pulling cool. like a Ricola guy. Yeah. You're at the mid- top of the mountain. Yeah. Like, dude, like, you know, that's how we feel. We're just like, oh my God, dude. Like we're so high. And to get feedback, like I said, from some of these like amazing users who like are, you know, getting platinum records and stuff. We're like, it's big. We just want to get on top of the, on the roof, you know, and just be like, yo, <laughs> like we're excited. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Totally. Yeah. Cause you got to get it back. Like you, you've been working under covers for so long. Like right. you now have to get the feedback and like when the feedback comes in, right. And it comes from multiple different verticals and angles. That's where you're like, all right, we got it. Like, like now I can give that back to, I can give that to myself now. Like I get to give that to me because now totally. I heard it from all these different people that are so non-biased. Yeah. It, it feels really good to do. So like, I'll ask you one more question, Jay, and then I have like five questions that I ask at the end and I'll, I'll get okay. you out of here, man. Um, sure. cause my room right now, I don't know if I'm like sweating like crazy to you, Instagram <laughs> people, but like, <laughs> I'm not nervous. Like Jay's a super chill guy. Like I am, <laughs> I'm burning it up in this, uh, but, uh, <laughs> like, uh, cause I, you know, I, I obviously like we went heavy into audio here and in, in music world, but I have a bunch of different listeners from different backgrounds in one thing I really liked when I, I thought about you creating this and kind of like I've watched you along the way of just watching your work and things like that is the reason why I don't have this podcast is called the Waking Up From Work podcast just about being a creative entrepreneur, living that life, whatever that means. The reason why I didn't make that just, I'm, you know, the audio engineer podcast or all the, uh, the podcasts that I still enjoy that are audio based is because I kind of am that person where I like to dip my hands into a bunch of different spots and it's not always audio. Like what would be a piece of advice for you with, I see you doing like a very one-to-one work or like solo work doing that. And this essentially really is almost like a scaling for you or it's just operating two different businesses or things like that. What would you say to people who are working some type of freelance work or one-to-one work where you have to do the input to get the output? 
Mm-hmm. What would you say to them for advice for creating different things in their future, kind of like Monster, where it's based off of their strengths to create something that's almost like you scaling yourself? Do you have any advice for them? Sure. Um, well, scale is something that became a lot more important to me after I became a dad. Um, and after I, you know, once you have a dependent, um, and we've got I love my wife and my kid, and um, it's really important for me. To like, we're not trying to be like, I don't know, like buying airplanes and stuff, but we're just trying to like, like any person who takes the path that is uh, artistic as opposed to sort of safe. Um, uh, it, it is scary and it is hard and it's crazy to be self employed. Um, well, I, I guess I've just been very head down and focused on the craft and. In general, I wouldn't consider myself a guy that like super believes in like hope and faith and that type of stuff. I'm like a little too nerdy, like a little too analytical to use those terms. But reflecting back, I almost see it differently because I must have at least just taken like these leaps of faith or I was just like so naively ignorant or something um, that I did it. but yeah, when it, when it comes to building things that, that you can scale, um, it's all about efficiencies. So that's one thing that has carried me throughout my career. And when I saw people working in ways, and I was encouraged to work in ways that didn't always make a lot of sense to me, I trusted my gut. And I always focused on the client, the art, the product, and the relationships. And I the way I see it is... Nobody wants any more barriers between that where they're at and, and where they want to be. Like I like to take the kind of the most direct route there, I, yeah. and I think that <clears throat> tools, whether it's you know my mastering AI platform or if it's um, a really great guitar amp or or whatever it is, like hopefully these are all sort of like compounding together to make sense in really bright ways, and. Um, so I would say, look for efficiencies, look for ways to multi-manage. Um, and if, if you want to be someone that does this full time, it's, it's really like emotionally fulfilling and rewarding. Of course, um, you want to find ways to make that work because honestly, especially nowadays, more than ever, as far as I can tell, like that's what's happening. People are just constantly developing, looking for and implementing more efficient ways to get to the destination of uh, this whole platform we're doing is part of that. And even before anything like this existed in the capacity that it exists now, which really hasn't even been that long. Even if you look at our competitors, um, which unfortunately or for them don't have like the best Sonic track record. Um, the, the fact of the matter is all this stuff is, is really new and don't be, a, don't be afraid to adopt some new stuff because I've always kind of been on the bleeding edge of working with, new technologies, things that are easier. And I think it's really served me well um, because my real love, my real job is to make myself and to make the people that I work with happy. Um, And whatever I do in between there is good. So I guess whenever possible, if you want to scale, and if that just means being able to multi-manage projects more, sure, create efficiencies, um, that's that would be my key to scale. Cool. Thank you, man. I've got like five questions I ask at the end of the cool. the podcast and I'll let you go. And I kind of ask these like whatever the top of your head answer is, 
some of them are like little little vague so it's kind of okay. meant that way of like whatever whatever's on your head at the moment so um you know first one would be you can decide whether it's applicable to this current stage or whatever you've been doing is what made it so that this path or the things that you're doing why is this the thing that you have to get out of bed and do every day versus any other thing that you could do in the world right now like why is this the thing that you have to do Oh, well, um, I think it's just like how a dancer has to dance or how a cook has to cook. Um, I'm like, I've always been like, uh, for as nerdy as analytical as I am, I think I've always been sort of like an emotional guy, uh, just, just below the surface, you know, <laughs> and, um, I can't let on, uh, but, uh, music, uh, has been the backbone of so every last important moment of my life and uh getting too weird or deep um you know a lot of us don't have the best starting points and i really came to cherish and and kind of need art and need music and music really is my art like i can't fucking draw or paint you know what i mean like, i can't do that i i can't Lord, let my wife tell you, I cannot dance. I can't do any of that, but, um, <laughs> you know, I can, you're not alone. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I would imagine many of the listeners are probably on my side on that one, but I, um, uh, I, I love, I just love music. And so when I look at, I could go maybe get a job somewhere. I could take a paycheck. I could do all of that. And that might at times have been a little bit safer, but I think it's more scary to do what I know won't fulfill me. I would much rather wake up and strive and try because, dude, it's the journey. Like, you know, without being too much of a, a boasty, a braggart here, you know, like we did well. I did well musically with my band and stuff. So, like, I got to hang out with Davey from AFI and I, I got to play enormous stages and I, I played France and I, I played Russia and I, you know, I did all of this crazy stuff and it was good. And, but my favorite part of all of it was how exciting it was to get there. And when, when you're there, it's, it's very like, Holy shit, I'm here that, wow. And it is fulfilling in that way, but it's nothing compared to, um, nothing compared to just the, the, I don't want to say pain, but the, just the challenges that are involved in, in, in figuring it out are, are just like rewarding every day, even if they can be frustrating at times. Um, and so I think I'll probably in some sense do that forever. And that's why I would probably be a depressed, miserable, you know what, if I chose the other path. That's fair. I mean, I've, I've read or seen in a million different spaces that like, humans we're we're pretty weird things where like we with like say adversities or like challenges or pain like things that like we think suck like all the time right like we don't want it and we get so right. mad about how it's happening but if you strip all of it away and like it's just like pure bliss everything's just perfect then we just get like unbelievably bored and then eat ourselves into like depression because we're just like I don't have any puzzles to put That's together. Great. I'm just like standing here. So it's like, there's no, it's always, it's always walking that line. So 
Yeah, well, I mean, we're programmed. I mean, we've been programmed up until the like sort of post-industrial revolution, like luxury space that we live in now. We've been programmed to just try to figure out how to fucking not die, you know? And yeah, that yeah. survival instinct is so biologically and genetically ingrained in us that even though we've made like some an amazing advances and probably have like worldwide by far the best quality of life, uh, imperfect, but still like best overall quality of life that's probably ever existed, um, at, at least for our species, um, I think we see a lot of that. I think we see people uh, kind of not knowing what to do with themselves when not dying is kind of easy now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's never been easier. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, you know, along the way, I think that pretty much everyone on the show has been awesome and really optimistic, at least when I asked this question. But what is like the biggest mistake you've made along the way or just something that you'd be like, Hey, like learn the lesson from this, but like, don't do this thing. Like that sucked. Um, that's a good, that's, that's a good question. Um, biggest lesson, uh, self doubt. I, it sounds so cheesy. It sounds so Tony Robbins. Right. But like, uh, it's just don't, man, if you feel, if you feel really strongly about something kind of doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Um, and if you can, maybe this is something that came a little easier to me and I'm really grateful for, but um, make most of your validation, um, self-validation, things that make you happy and take uh, so much pride and comfort in being able to self-validate if you can. Because when we are sort of the slaves to validation from external sources, it, that's a very hard treadmill to get off of. Um, yeah, And I think that being able to find, and it's a hard journey, but to be able to really find peace and happiness just with whatever our pace is, and that's cool. And you don't have to like be Elon Musk, and you can be like you can be like Cheetos and Simpsons guy who likes to smoke weed on his couch. And if that's your, if that's what's up, dude. Like the Simpsons are awesome and like, I don't really eat Cheetos, <laughs> but they taste good, you know, but like, so like, but that's you and that's, that's sick. And, uh, I, I don't know if that really is what makes you psyched. Cause there's some people who are like, dude, I like to chill after fucking rules. I wish I had more of that sometimes, you know? And there's oh, some yeah. people who are just like psychos like me who just can't not work. Um, yeah. And it's easy to be like, because you know, work there's, there's, um, there's a more like tangible output to work where you're like, when you do, when you offer a lot of value to society and you do a lot of work, usually things get returned back to you monetarily or like whatever it is. And then people will see those things and be like, oh, fucking, it yeah, must be nice. You know, and you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm proud <laughs> of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, fuck me, I slaved to get it. And I don't even know if it was worth it. You know, I should have bought like a, I should have bought a junker for, you know, two grand. And, it's, you know, so it's like, it's just really about self-validating and whatever makes you happy, like leaning into that and not giving really a fuck about what anyone else thinks. Awesome, dude. That's a very good answer. Thanks. So flip side to it, and it could even be the same answer. Sometimes it is best thing like along the way. <laughs> journey dude. just like j- gratitude you know like um i know like ugh, the world's an imperfect place and we have an ability to really focus on those imperfections and i do think we have an ethical i think anyway no one has to agree but <laughs> we have an ethical and social obligation not to be fucking dickheads um but at the same time also 
within the imperfection that will probably persist to some capacity forever. Um, be grateful you get to take that every last little breath you get to take. Uh, you know, I don't know where everyone falls religiously and God bless you. But I don't really know personally what is going to happen when I die. I have a strong feeling, uh, to quote Bill Burr, uh, it's going to be a whole lot like before I was born. And that <laughs> makes me feel like very uh, grateful about just being here and just existing. And it makes me feel like I really need to focus on um, uh, how existing. lucky I am to just have <laughs> how unlikely it is that I would have existed is like an unfathomable calculation. And the fact that I do means that like whatever my circumstance is, and it hasn't always been great and that's okay. I'm just so grateful that I got any opportunity to do anything at all. And I think that's like one of the biggest joys in life is acknowledging how lucky we are just to breathe. I believe that. I believe that I'm not even going to talk off of that because I just want that to be that. Cool. Um, what would you, what would be like a resource that you recommend this audience? Like we've been talking about all these different things. Like it could be, you know, book, podcast, video, websites, like what, what's something that if they haven't yet, people really should check out that could help them yeah, in music and um, creative, whatever. <laughs> well, if you uh, want to master records, I would check out master.io. Uh, but aside from that, if you, um, if, if, if you want to have some like really cute, adorable YouTube enlightenment, and I'm going to not pronounce this correctly. So Jesus, I'm so sorry. There's a, pl there's a, it's pretty popular. It's like cartoons. It's like, it's called like Kirk, Kirkastart Quark. I don't, I'll send you a link. You can post it in the show notes, but okay. It, <laughs> it, there's, there's one video. Oh, you know what you do? You, you, you YouTube. How fucking old am I? You type into YouTube. <laughs> Have you seen those YouTubes? Uh, you, <laughs> you YouTube. The YouTube. Are you uh, the one that says the YouTube? Like are you the on Walmart? the YouTube? Uh, you, uh, you, you Google and you should do this actually uh, when we get off this, if you, if you, if you're so, if you're okay. up for it, um, there's a video, just type in the words optimistic nihilism and mm. uh, it'll be this cartoon. It's like a six minute video and it's, it's very much how I think about existence. Um, so however you pronounce it's German, like, so however you pronounce that YouTube channel, that's a resource. That's awesome. Um, so that would be a big one. I wish I could say I was more of a reader, but thanks, Dad. I suffer from pretty rough dyslexia and reading comprehension issues. Thanks, Mom. She's like a total academic, so I have a weird mix in there somewhere. But like, <laughs> I don't really retain things by just like looking at words. It just never works. Um, but uh, yeah, I made it by anyway. Uh, but um, so yeah, I like videos. I like audio. Stuff like that does a lot for me. So I don't know. I'll just answer with... Uh, Subscribe to monster.io and look up optimistic nihilism. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll put yeah. those both in the show notes, guys, too. So if you're doing something, those will be on wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. Jay, just to cap this thing out, man, where yeah. do people keep up with you? Where do they go get oh. some? They already heard monster, but like, again, like <laughs> yeah. where do people, where do people keep up with you and check out this thing? Oh, so go to, um, I really, so it's, it's my, it's 
M-A-A-S-T-R, because we're cool.io and we care about right. search engine optimization. Uh, and you can find me, J Moss, J-A-Y-M-A-A-S dot com. There's a lot of AA going on. Um, and yeah, and so you can find me, jmoss.com or monster.io. Um, you can just kind of Google my name, you'll find all the stuff. But um, yeah. Hey, what's up? Like, would love to I talk to everyone. So people hit me up every day. And uh, I just sit around and fucking talk to people I don't know about things that I think are cool. Fair. Like me right now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Sick, man. Well, thank you guys so much for being on Instagram Live. Anyone that caught like pieces of this, this will be out on Tuesday at 6 a.m. Waking Up From Work podcast on all podcast platforms that I think are cool. And uh, you can listen to the whole thing. But uh, Jay, dude, thank you so much for, yeah, for hanging pleasure. out. All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 65 of the Waking Up From Work podcast. If you want to check out the show notes or you want to see Jay's site or definitely check out Monster and you don't want to remember that link, head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. You can check out episode 65 and see his links. If you want to chat about it at all, I've been using Monster for about two weeks now. Uh, I think the new Broadwing EP if you don't know what that is, that's my indie band. I think it's actually going to be mastered through Mostered. So it's going to be Mostered. So if you listen to that, that's going to uh, be done through there. But definitely happy to chat on that or, or any other audio production stuff. You can hit me up on crawlspaceaudio.com. That's my site there uh, where I'm putting out some blog stuff for audio and uh, sharing my stuff. So hope you guys have a awesome week. Hope you had a good 4th of July. and. Uh, Looking forward to uh, hitting the next couple weeks here with you. 